Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of cricket handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and I can't remember what dumb excuse Andy has for not being on the show today, but instead we weave in three men, Mr. Rooney as always, and producer Dan, who may know what Andy's actually doing. The funny thing is, I completely forgot, too, what Andy had to do today. I think, I think there to- was... I think there was a doctor's appointment in there. There was somewhere. a doctor's appointment, and he had to pick up something. a kid from school yeah. or something. I think it was a kid to a doctor's appointment. Yeah. I could be wrong, but that's what I think it was. It was a veterinary appointment, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Had he had Lenny. to get Lenny. Lenny had to get some shots. That's fair. Yes. I was kind of taking a kid to the, to the hospital. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's that is true. Yes. So how's everybody Great doing? Friday. We got a ton of stuff to cover. Where do we want to start? I mean, uh, Dan, what are you what are you talking about today? You're always you've always got something little out in left field that we don't cover. What do you, oh, what do you want to talk about? I have soccer. I mean, we can start there. I have to shift my. I mean, I was going to talk. It's going to be it's going to be a while. I was just curious. So. How do I go Dan, you oh. are producer Dan, so you produce this and you tell well, us where you are. Actually, why don't, first start, if you want. why don't we start with the NBA? Because Noops, so Noops is going to do NBA Australian Open. Matt and I each have one thing, and then we're going to talk conference championship games at the end. So Noops, why don't you lead us off? I have NBA up here first. Why don't you lead us off with the NBA? You just have one bet, and you're betting with our, you're betting on our team. The Orlando Magic, the official team of this podcast, everybody in the entire – I just assume everyone's a Magic fan at this point. Hopefully you've sure. got all your stuff in. They may not actually turns out win the Southeast Division. The Miami Heat have figured out how to play basketball, and maybe the Hawks yeah. won't be terrible forever. But there is five games tonight. I do like the Magic. Again, the other four, is, as I've said several times this week, it's just really tough games. You've got the Bucks playing – the Pacers on the road, no Halliburton, but the Pacers have been good. The Bucks have been bad, so hard to trust Milwaukee laying a big number there. Andy's Timberwolves, three-point dogs to the Grizzlies. I actually kind of like that spot for the Timberwolves, but have to see who's actually playing here. The Cavaliers are one-point underdogs against the Thunder. That makes no sense to me. I'm just going to skip that entirely. And then the Warriors are playing the Toronto Raptors, two teams I'm happy to not bet on. but Rivalry yeah, rivalry week. I, I love this spot for the Orlando Magic. They're eight-point dogs and an actual rivalry game against the aforementioned Miami Heat. Um, it is a back-to-back for Orlando, but both games basically in South Florida. They're Miami tonight, Orlando um, back home tomorrow. A young team. Everybody's had the last couple days off, and this is the marquee matchup. I think, if anything, maybe they'll rest some guys tomorrow. But I love the way Orlando's been playing basketball. Top to bottom, it's a really fun and interesting team. Again, like I've said, the Miami Heat have started to stabilize they continue to win games but not by margin um really grinding out wins a lot of close calls for them i had this game closer to five points um maybe five and a half so honestly anything seven or higher looks pretty good tonight give me orlando because i believe in magic yeah so (laughs) i forgot this rivalry week thing oh it's so good it's nba rivals week and it's like the further you get towards the weekend the more ridiculous it gets like Heat Celtics Tuesday, okay, fine. Like those two teams have played a lot. Clippers, Lakers, Nets, 76ers. Is, is there a Lakers Celtics game? Uh there is no uh yeah, on Sat uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow okay. night, Lakers Celtics. Uh Knicks one. Nets and then Nuggets. They're they're basically the Nuggets 76ers game is under Rivals Week because the NBA, I guess, is trying to make Joel Embiid against a uh, Jokic a thing. The MVP Which, sure. in the second place sure. MVP finisher for the last two years. Yeah, and then that's a Toronto, creative way. That's a creative yeah. way to incorporate a rivalry. I'll give him a little credit for that. I like. But it. Toronto Golden State is kind of where I draw the line on rivalries <laughs> in the NBA. They played in the NBA they played final the finals one time, one time, but they're rivals. So three sorry, years ago, well, everybody plays everybody, so you can cut yeah. out some point. 
make a case. Something interesting has happened between almost every NBA team, I would think. Um, so Savage Samurai asks, what about the under in the Magic game, Nibs? What are your thoughts? Sorry if you were talking about that. I was completely <laughs> distracted by Rivalry Week. No, Rivalry Week, I'd much rather talk about how silly an idea that is. I mean, I like it in college and stuff, but in the NBA, it's it's a bit of an eye roll. So they're trying. But yeah, under's an okay look. Miami Heat games have generally been good towards the under. Uh, my concern is it's hard for me to figure out kind of what the pace is going to be in this game. So lean towards the under, but rather just take the magic. Fair enough. Take the take the magic money line tomorrow night against the Bulls too. Easy money, free free <laughs> plus plus one forty winner. It's free. It's I, easy. Love I love that. I love how we all love our sports teams. Hey, the the Atlanta Hawks have been okay. on a roll, man. Six and two. They're starting to like. All it just takes is news to come out about how dysfunctional the Atlanta Hawks are, and then suddenly they start playing well. I mean, that's what they do. Um, so before we pivot to Matt's hockey picks, we do have another hockey question that is up your alley, Matthew. Kevin Homer's asked, Blackhawks are not tanking for taking hard for Bedard lately. I guess Yeah, that's unfortunate. They won last night in Calgary five to one. Uh they're still not playing very good. They've won a little bit more lately, but like they had a start they had a start to the season like this too. They started out the year like five and three, something like that. And it was like, Oh, is this team gonna be too good? And then they went and lost like nine in a row and got terrible again. I'm not terribly worried. The team's not very good. The team's not very talented. The goaltending's pretty atrocious. I was at the game last Sunday night. They didn't have it. They had one shot on goal through the first period against the Kings. Like they're not a very good team. They're going to start making some trades. We're going to be just fine. We're tanking hard for Bedard still, but you're still a professional hockey team. So you're going to win a few games. There you go. What do you have? What, what do we have tonight on the ice, Matt? Uh, we got a decent sized slate. I have a, well, I guess a pair of games. I have two picks in one game. I kind of was, was climbing the ladder in one of them in, in Sharks Hurricanes. Uh, that's where I will start. That's the early game. So we'll go chronological order. The Hurricanes host the San Jose Sharks. The, Hur- the Sharks are another team trying to tank hard for Bedard. Uh, the Hurricanes are yet again a Stanley Cup favorite type team. They're very good this year. They're at home against a bad team. And the Sharks that also just traded two players yesterday, which kind of might be the first of, you know, maybe a quick wave of, of them trade deadline isn't for over a month, but kind of the first of a, of a wave of moves here to kick off trading season. And generally, when you're taking on a team as good of, as Carolina, your team, your front office starts sending off some folks. Uh, that's when attrition might start to kick in a little bit. So I expect to see the Hurricanes on a Friday night at home take care of business against just a really bad Sharks team. The Hurricanes also a better team at home. Power play numbers are better. Sharks are much a worse team on the road. Um, as most teams are, bad teams are, I should say. Their penalty kill numbers are much worse. So we're going to take the Hurricanes at minus one and a half and then sprinkle the minus two and a half at plus 160, see if we can't get hot a little bit, win a couple bets. And then the Kraken plus uh, minus one and a half at plus 210. Mentioned the Flames earlier when I talked about the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks smoked Calgary in Calgary last night. Now you got to travel to Seattle, go to Seattle to play the top team in your division who's playing pretty good hockey as of late. They won, I believe, two out of their last three. They can score a lot of goals. They can play a high-octane uh, high up, uh, up-tempo game. And with the Flames having played last night and kind of getting their ass kicked, there might be some tired legs there. Uh, so I really, really like that value at plus 210 at minus 1.5. I think that number should be uh, a little bit lower. I love it. I like all of this. Yeah. <laughs> And I gave you a six o'clock game and I gave you a nine o'clock game. So right Ooh. when the, the six o'clock's ending, you know, you get a nice little transition into the night. I love that. Well, it's really a seven yeah. o'clock game, but I understand. <laughs> okay. God's time. We can do that. You debate. you live in the worst time zone. Ouch. There's two of I us think. now. You can't, you, you, yeah, and, I'm talking and to both Andy of you. can't, you and Andy can't jo- uh, gang Everyone up on rips Nukes on the champion. Everything in the entire world is still listed at Eastern time. Hmm. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, I, we have Not a, a Chicago. Question. 
we have a before we get to soccer there's a question in the chat very near and dear to my heart dan uh, i'm Kevin glad you asked, put this up i was going to yeah. bring this up at the end of the show if you didn't i wanted you handy i love that, that you could bet on this by the yes. way i love uh, that his, people don't just know what's going to happen yeah kevin hilmers asks i'll be watching the royal rumble at my local bar tomorrow what are the odds on that um well i'm going to say the odds on you watching the royal rumble are high but i think kevin is asking what are the odds in terms of who's going yeah. to win the royal rumble uh the only book Where that i know of it? The only book that I know of that hangs odds in the Royal Rumble and wrestling in general is Bet Online. Uh, mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes is the favorite to win the Men's Royal Rumble at minus one fifty. Uh, Sami Zayn is plus two hundred. I would say those are probably the only two guys who have a chance. You can bet all of fifty dollars uh, on next those. Step that? Uh, the Rock. Just, uh, just for- the, the Rock, Rock is, is third. third, so there's rumors. So basically, God, now we're that's gonna how bad Adam. Black Adam did. He has to do the Royal Rumble. So there's been speculation that the whole storyline, main storyline, has been about Roman Reigns, the bloodline, the head of the Samoan family table. So like naturally, everyone's expecting The Rock against Roman Reigns. They were trying to make it happen. The Rock has said his schedule is not going to be able to uh, help. He's not going to be able to make it to the to the to WrestleMania to re- to like train for a match. Uh, that might be misdirection because here's the thing: if you look at any of the promotional material for the Royal Rumble, uh. Aaron Marshall says, oh, we're betting on TV shows now. Uh, yeah, Aaron. We bet on TV shows all the time. We bet on TV shows all the time. Uh, and I bet on The Amazing Race. I almost bet on the – I almost put some Oscars bet, bets up today until I bet a bunch of uh, bet bunch of bet of soccer stuff. But anyway, nevertheless, all of the promotional stuff for the Royal Rumble has like lightning – has like a lightning theme. And The Rock's whole thing is I'm the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Might be misdirection, nevertheless. Uh, but anyway, you can bet on Cody Rhodes. He's the favorite in the men's rumble. Rhea Ripley is the favorite in the women's rumble. And here's here's a bet that I do kind of like looking at this. The Iron Man for the Royal Rumble, the guy who's going to last the longest. They have more than just winner props. That's all. Oh, yeah. They have a lot of props and things you can bet on. Um, Gunther totally plus on this. the Iron Man. Gunther plus t- uh, 2,020 Gunther. to 1. Uh, I really think that they might do something where he lasts a long time and just kicks the crap out of a lot of people. You can only bet 13 bucks on those. So anyway, um, uh, Kevin says um, WrestleMania also at SoFi. Also true. Uh, Look, you can, I don't know that the rock's going to show up. It would be great misdirection. I don't know. Uh, But nevertheless, you can bet on it, Uh, bet online. If you want any professional wrestling uh, content there and they have all kinds of entertainment props, you're not going to be able to get, money down a lot of money down on these these are determined outcomes same with like oscars same with all of these other things like but it's fun if you want to throw a few bucks on it if you're going to be watching it you might as well throw a couple of bucks and maybe make some money love it what do we got next uh i gotta switch over to my soccer all right so i'm just gonna get to it i have a bunch of soccer bets today and uh i will explain all of them uh what'd you say Afternoon soccer? Oh, of course. Nips. These, right, so these first two ones are this afternoon, 245, 3 o'clock-ish. First up, the biggest game of the weekend probably is Manchester City and Arsenal. This is in the FA Cup. This is not a Premier League game. This is the round of 32. There are still a lot of teams from the lower divisions in England, at least like second, third, fourth, and even one non-league team, which I'll talk about later. Uh, but somehow we still get the top two teams in the English Premier League playing in the round of 32 here. Arsenal has a five-point lead on City with a game in hand, so they are now the favorites to win the Premier League. But City has an expected goals differential, 5.5 goals better than Arsenal. So 
City is still very powerful. They still have to play each other, but they haven't played yet in the league. So a five-point differential in the league with two games, like the psychology of this is really interesting. How much like how loaded is your is your roster? Do you try to different things like what kind of lineups are you putting out that said neither team plays again until next weekend so i think you're going to see both teams go for it these are two really good scoring teams so uh, i like the over two and a half and both teams to score plus 105 you have to do it as a uh par uh, same game parlay at fanduel so i like that nine games at 245 uh, also around the same time today this is a bundesliga game rb leipzig hosting stuttgart Good team versus bad team, a good home team versus a bad road team. Leipzig has the second best goal differential and XG differential at home in the league behind Bayern Munich. Uh, Stuttgart's road XG numbers are weird. They've allowed just 12.3 XG on the road, but conceded 19 goals. So maybe that'll level, level out, but probably not here. They only have four points on the road this year and score just nine times away from home. Leipzig has allowed only six goals at home. They're four points behind Bayern for the title, but only three points clear for a spot in the European Championship Leagues. So like, this is a game that they absolutely need to handle their business at home. So I have a halftime, full-time minus 105, which means they will be leading at halftime and win the game as well at minus 105. Really hard to like find a bet that I really like that's not crazy minus money because they should just handle their business. Then later tonight, I think this is a 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central for Matt. Uh, Andy Andy uh, peer pressured me in, in Slack this morning for a Liga MX bet. So uh, I'm going to throw a dart here. Uh, only three matches into the Liga MX season, so it's hard to parse how good or bad some of these teams are. Tijuana has just two points so far, but they're fifth in the league in XG differential. Uh, Pumas scores and concedes a lot. They also lost their only road game of the season, three to nothing, uh, to Juarez, who's not very good. Both Tijuana home games have been 1 1 draws, so let's go for that again. If you can get it at plus 600, let's throw a late night 1 1 correct score dart and see what happens there. And then the last bet before I have one other game that I wanted to talk about. This is also in the FA Cup. This one's tomorrow. This is Sheffield United taking on Wrexham. You've probably heard of Wrexham. That is the club that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney uh, bought. They are in the fifth division, they are the only non league team to make it to the round of 32 the non-league teams are the non-fully professional leagues like once you get outside the top four you start to get into semi-pro soccer in england however uh wrexham is a they've invested a lot of money they have a bunch of players who could be playing in bigger leagues they're really 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 trying to get this team up to the football league and beyond um so they, they have that going for them. They haven't lost a game since October, but Sheffield United is also been very, very good. They've won 11 of their last 13. They are 13 points clear of a spot for automatic promotion back to the Premier League. So they're probably going to be going back to the Premier League. And without a lot of pressure coming behind them right now, they could try to do everything they can to make a run in the FA Cup. So uh, Wrexham advanced in the last round with a 4-3 win over a team in the same division as Sheffield United. Sheffield United is just a bit better. So I like them to win and both teams to score. You can get this just straight that bet at uh, FanDuel plus 260. And... We talked about it a little bit off air recently. Uh, the hooker bus situation, Noops, comes into full effect this this weekend again as Monza takes on Juventus. Uh, if you don't know who Silvio Berlusconi is, the easiest way I can describe it is imagine if Donald Trump's life and presidency were normal. Like that's how crazy Silvio Berlusconi is, former prime minister of Italy, who is a, a media magnate who uh, has resigned, I think, three times as prime minister of Italy. And his political controversies, trick. his political controversies and legal troubles uh, both have their own Wikipedia pages. It's not just on his main Wikipedia page. They have their own ones. He used to own AC Milan. He now owns uh, AC Monza. And he told his players at the Christmas party this year that if they beat Juventus or AC Milan, he would bring a bus full of uh, ladies of the night into the locker room. Um, 
They played in Copa Italia against Juventus last week. They lost 2-1, to one, but it was a 1-1 game late. Juventus scored a late winner. So I would normally want to roll in with Monza here. However, the problem is Juventus has their own issues going on right now. They just got docked 15 points for financial irregularities and cooking the books and all this kind of stuff. It's a very complicated thing, but the best part about this is uh, during the pandemic, they said that players were going to, they were going to delay player salaries. They were going to pay them for one month and then delay their salaries, but they kept paying the players under the table, which is basically lying about their financials and they're a publicly traded club. Uh, And Giorgio Chiellini, who was the captain, told his teammates in a WhatsApp chat to not say anything to the media about this arrangement where they were supposed to not be getting paid, but were still getting paid. So nevertheless, they are now in ninth place, Juventus, and they they really, really need to make it to either the Champions League or the Europa League because they need money. So I would expect them to kind of want to go out and beat a bad team. So we're staying away from the hooker bus game noobs this weekend, but uh, it's out there if you want to, if you... If you believe that that's going to motivate Monza, and yeah, hey, we all have our own motivations. There you go. Monza, team total over half a goal. Sprinkle a little one and a half. Build yourself a little over one. They're getting a goal. There you go. I love it. Why not? It's that motivation. That's what you need to really drive I like it. you. Yeah. I love those so, angles. <laughs> so I was looking last, yesterday at the Australian Open, and I was like, ooh, I want to bet. Like, I wonder what Novak Djokovic to win in three sets is. And it was like minus 190. And I was like, ah, that's how this is going to go, huh? And that's how it did. So we're going to get jo- Djokovic and Tsitsipas, the head case, who I love, but he's a head case, in the men's final. We talked about the women's final yesterday, but Noobs, you, you found some angles that you like for this women's final. I did. The men's final, it could be interesting. This will be the third Grand Slam final. Djokovic and um, Tsitsipas have played each other. The last two were at the French Open, though. Much different surface. I mean, they did go five sets. Um, Tsitsipas was actually up two sets to none over Djokovic and lost the French Open final in 2021. So hard mm-hmm. to know what, again, mentally Tsitsipas is going to be bringing into that match. I don't want to play on, like, say, Djokovic minus six. Or if you happen to be up watching the match, if it's a close first set, try to accumulate a little live Djokovic stuff because, again, he comes out tight first sets and then really just grinds you down to a nub and blows you out. I mean, you go back and look at Australian Open finals, he's just been spectacular. Um, You know, the last person that really gave him a run, Donovan team took him to five sets, but 3-0 in the last three um, outside of that. So kind of like Djokovic here, but um, a couple things I did find in the Zabalenka-Rybakina match, again, mentioned yesterday, if you could find Rybakina plus 120, go ahead and grab that. that's kind of around it's been floating around that number there's, there's been some 115 or so so see that but a couple other angles that i do like more here and the first i'll start with instead of a team total it's a player total um arena sabalenka to win 12 games or less basically so under 12 and a half so what you're looking at there is if she wins the match in two sets without a tiebreaker you know six two six four great we go under 12 um Rybakina Ry- wins the match in two sets almost impossible for Sabalenka to go over this number um, and then lose the match. Um, into, it is impossible for her to go over this number and lose the match in two sets. A couple situations in the third set, you know, where this could even go down, whether um, right back, you know, wins. And it just is the more and more I look at it, it's kind of a nice angle here to take. Uh, this is going to be kind of a quick two set match. And whether it's Sabalenka to blot or somebody um, really like this number here, I thought this was much better than betting the under total games and stuff like that. And then because it's a Grand Slam final, we have some interesting props here. And you can bet on total aces in the match. You can actually bet on aces for either player. Um, but give me the combined aces for both player over 13 and a half. You go back and look at their matches here. Now, 
talked about this yesterday. The courts will be a little bit slower at night, but being indoors, it's easier to serve more accurately, which is kind of a bigger problem for both of these women. They have the power, so I, I think they'll get comfortable. They've had seven, eight, nine aces, um, each one of them in the last four or five matches here at the Australian Open. So, you know, combined, I had this number closer to 15. So happy to take over 13 and a half total aces for the match. And again, if it goes long in the three sets, this is an even better bet. I think we can cash this at two, honestly. So really like that over 13 and a half. And we'll see if maybe somebody will let me uh, play some ults. I doubt it, but it's a it's a final. We'll see. Fingers crossed. And then a little sprinkle on Elena Rybakina to win two to one here. Um, the more I look at this match and kind of think of how the style of play is going to go, it feels like a Sabalanka 2-0 kind of match or a Rybakina and three kind of match. Um, again, Elena could come out and just really be fantastic, um, play at a level higher than Sabalanka can reach, but highly unlikely. These are two of the best players in tennis. They have the highest levels of just about anybody. It should be a fantastic match, and I couldn't be more annoyed that it's going to be on at 3.30 in the morning um, tomorrow. So we'll see. I, I might find some way to, like, they all set an alarm or something. I don't know, but it's not fair, Australia. Think about the rest of the world. But a few bets. Hopefully we wake up, and I see there's some money in my accounts as I go back to watch. Yeah, man. Like, who cares about if these players – wait, they have a roof, right? Yeah, like why why are we not playing this at a time when Americans can watch this? I know it's in Australia, but like if you close it's the almost room, if they care about the local fans and ticket sales. It's, but it's Saturday. It's so, so they should Sunday. care about America. Wait. No, it's Saturday. Saturday? Yeah. yeah it'll know. be Saturday. It'll be yeah. Saturday there. The time change has me all screwed up right now. Yeah, but if you close the roof, it's not that hot. Like I understand the outer courts where there's no roof, you don't want to play matches that matter in, in like 95 degrees, but like come on, man, you close the roof, fire it up. Let us watch this here, even at like midnight. Put it on at midnight. I might stay up for that to watch it at midnight. But three in the morning on the East Coast, even like two in the morning for Matt in the Central Time That's Zone. Too much. That seems like that seems like a lot to me. It's so, almost like they're uh, focusing on the rest of the world. Who cares about the rest? There's of the people world? in Europe. Have they heard of America? Yeah. I, apparently they have not. Well, I mean, they haven't heard of. I mean, American men's tennis hasn't been very good for a while, so maybe, maybe uh, not. I don't know. Still, they should. Hey, we won the United Cup. We we did, and all of the players started drawing locks on the cameras because they were all fired up or whatever. I don't know. Just they're go, not good at go, it. They're they're no, stick to tennis. Do yeah, not stick play to tennis. Not drawing United States. Uh, Alex looking team. lock. Uh, before we go, should we talk some football? I guess because I mean there are two games this weekend that are pretty important. I suppose fairly important football on this. People weekend. do like this football, so we probably should yeah. touch on it. Matt, what you we got who brought it up. I completely left it off the rundown like an idiot. So Matt, you what uh, what stands <laughs> out to you? Uh, well, I, yeah. I, just figured we should probably cover this a little bit. Um, I, I really kind of think I'm leaning towards an under in that first game. Um, I'm not really, I, I think Brock Purdy's going to be fine. I'm not sure we're going to get the blow up that um, Andy and Drew have been uh, hoping to see on the deep dive as of late, but the Eagles get after the passer. So uh, they rush the passer so well, the 49ers are obviously really good defensively. Statistically the two best defensive football teams in football, um, both teams run the ball really, really well. So I think the clock's going to kind of move a little bit here. Obviously, both teams can pass a little bit too, but I think both are going to want to try and run the ball, especially San Francisco on the road in a hostile environment, going to want to establish the run to get Brock pretty comfortable. I just see the clock just moving constantly um, early in this one and kind of often throughout. So I, think, I feel like there's an under uh, 46 and a half isn't the highest of totals, but I still feel like that's a lot for these two teams and the way they play football. 
it kind of comes down to whether Brock Purdy can continue to not throw interceptions. Yeah. Um, you go back and look, they really hasn't turned the ball over. The Eagles are good at generating turnovers. And I think if you're looking for an under angles, maybe like a 49ers team total under, because yeah. the Eagles are going to be able to get the ball over top on this 49ers defense, like AJ Brown or Devonte Smith. One of those two guys is going to have a great day in that game. So it's whether or not, again, Purdy can continue to keep the 49ers together, get the ball to McCaffrey, get the ball to Debo and those guys, because, it does. It feels like a turnover is coming, and I don't know if it's this week or if it's in a couple weeks in the Super Bowl, but that's where it comes down to. I do think it's going to be a close game. I've been teasing the 49ers with stuff. I mean, you know, it's a basic long tease. You go from two and a half up to eight and a half, but mm-hmm. curious yeah. to see again if, if Purdy can continue to not be a problem. Yeah, I, Kyle Shanahan is the best coach in football at scheming wide receivers and tight ends open. Like, there's nobody who is better at getting guys open, and that certainly helps with a young quarterback. He's also elim- helped eliminate some of the worst kind of impulses in Brock Purdy's game. If you go back and watch him at Iowa State, Brock Purdy would, pl- would just play YOLO football a lot. It would just be like, I'm going to throw this ball, and whatever happens, happens. Who knows what's going to happen? So they've done a really good job there. Yeah, when you said teasing, like, I look at both of these numbers, and it's like, it looks like a, a situation where you could conceivably tease both of these games. The big, the other game I think is going to be awesome. Like the other game, I don't even really want to bet that game. I just want to watch it and hope that it's the, like, Same. I think the, the last two times they've played, I think in both wins that the Bengals have, I think it was 27, 24. I think I saw that somewhere. Maybe I'm completely making that up. Um, that game should just be really, really fun and interesting. And I don't really have a feel for it. Like, I think it's going to be close one way or another. I don't think you're going to see a blowout. And I do think it's possible. The NFC game, could be a blowout one way or another like it, it there's a scenario here where the eagles do get out to a big uh, to get out to a lead and brock purdy is having to throw the ball and it's not working well but uh man i i'm just excited for that the, the first game's really interesting to me i'm not like i i watched enough brock purdy in college that i need to kind of like cleanse my brain of watching that and just realize that kyle shanahan is really good at what he does yeah. and their skill position players are very good at what they do so they should be able to make some things happen, but I just have not been able to to get that out of my brain. Really excited about, interested in that one, and then the late game. I just hope it's. A, I'm, I'm hoping it's a classic, and I really, really hope that they haven't been covering up that Patrick Mahomes is a lot more banged up than they're letting on. Yeah, I, I'm going to stay away from it because we don't know about Mahomes yet. Like I tend to lean towards the Chiefs on this if he's healthy or healthy enough to play. Because I know we've been saying this for now two consecutive postseasons, but like the Bengals' offensive line is so banged up, and I know I know they held up against Buffalo, but Buffalo, like especially with Von Miller being out for like they don't get after the passer all that well. The Chiefs can wreak havoc rushing the passer, and I know that was the case last year. I know the Bengals survived, and I know even in the Super Bowl, as much as the Rams got after Joe Burrow, the Bengals still had the ball with a chance to win late. But I just it feels like this is kind of where the Chiefs can get to them, provided that Mahomes' ankles healthy. Mm-hmm. If, but I've also like I might just be done doubting Joe Burrow on the road, and that's mm-hmm. probably why I'm just staying away from this. Like Joe Burrow plays game. great in the playoff. It, it's if, either like, the legacy becomes Joe Burrow is the greatest road quarterback of all time. He went into Kansas City two years in a row yeah. and got it done. Mahomes can't do it anymore. What's wrong with the Chiefs? You get all that crap all season, or it's Mahomes and the Chiefs right the ship. What can the Bengals do to recover? You know, another team that lost the Super Bowl. I feel like with the Bengals, especially with what they did last year, with what they did with like with what they did to Buffalo last week, 
like they're kind of playing with house money here because provided they don't go out and lose 40 to seven or something like that, like Burrow still went into Kansas city last year and then one on the road, he still went into Buffalo and one on the road. And like, that's not the narrative's not going to change next year come playoff time. If Joe, if the Bengals are playing the bills and the chiefs on the road in the playoffs, like people are still going to say Joe Burrow on the road in the playoffs plays really well. So I think like from that aspect, there's as little pressure as there can be on a team playing in an AFC championship game. Uh, this is also the the rare instance where both teams can play the nobody believes in us thing because the Chiefs were underdogs much of the week, but now they are not the underdogs anymore. So now you can play that card. Uh, Kevin Hilmers has asked Georgia. twice, or uh, sorry, no, sorry. Kevin asked once. Jason asked once. Uh, we need those first TD bets, Noops. I'm assuming we'll get those on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday morning. I gotta wait till the game day to see who's actually playing in some of these spots, but. Um... We'll probably back Justin Watson again in Kansas City. He just continues to get a bunch of targets from Patrick Mahomes for whatever reason. But, yeah, we'll dump all those out su- Sunday morning. Yeah, uh, so probably follow Eagles, him. Probably Eagles DST. Probably 49ers DST. I'm not sure what else, though. Uh, so follow him at underscore noops on Twitter. A uh, couple of comments before we go. Leg Show Magazine, our good friend, says Columbus good money line dog versus Vancouver team. That's not minus 160 better than them. Both are equally bad. Uh, I like that. And then before we go real quick, Noops, Jason Coogan asked a lot of chatter on taking the Sixers to be the one seed plus 1200 on DK yesterday. Real quick, your thoughts before we go. It's so tough. Um, you know, they're two and a half games behind the Boston Celtics. I'm going to pull up the Sixers schedule real quick and see um, how many games those two teams have left, but it's a long season and maybe we're getting a little too excited about a Sixers team that I love what I've seen from a postseason perspective, um, three games against, uh, against Boston left. So a chance for them to kind of beat them outright and move into that position. I don't mind it at a big number, but just remember you're going to be sweating every Embiid injury report, every Harden injury report, every maxi injury report. And it's hard for me to think that in the last 35 or so games of the season that we're not going to lose Embiid for five of them, Harden for 10 or so of them, while the Celtics just, you know, kind of chug along, whether Tatum's hurt or Brown's hurt, it's they're a lot better um, kind of from that perspective. So I don't mind it, but I think maybe it's just take a, take pause and check your injury optimism, basically, because I mean the Sixers have been fantastic. Uh, if they can play basketball in the postseason like they have the last week or so, we're going to the finals. Like it's just happening. It's they're incredible. Um, but we'll see. They got to hold it together. They got to keep it going. And that Glenn Rivers fellow, he's always lurking. Your favorite. And on that note, uh, we are going to call it a week around here. We appreciate everyone for tuning in. Uh, Andy will be back on Monday, I assume. Uh, playoff Lenny will have his shots, and he'll be uh, Andy's dog, not. Leonard Fournette, which probably clarify that. So he'll be back on uh, Monday. So we appreciate you guys checking us out. For Matt, for Noobs, I'm producer Dan, and we will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>